And tonight, I got a really good word that I'm going to share with you. It's a continuation of the message. Uh, this is the fifth message in the series on faith for others that we've been teaching through the month of September and, and um, I guess once in October. And no, and this would be the only t- uh, not yet in October. This is the first one. So, um, if you will, turn with me to James chapter 3. Faith for others. James chapter 3. Um, when you hear the title of this message, you might think one thing, and what we've taught is probably from a different direction. Having faith for others is what Jesus did. It's what he had. He had faith for other people. That's why things changed in other people's lives because he had faith for people. He had, he had an expectation for other people's lives. He wasn't about himself. I mean, when he was 12 years old, his family had gone into... into town, which was a pretty good distance away because they realized a day later <laughs> that he wasn't in the group of people, and they thought he was, and uh, he was 12 years old, and when they finally found him, he was in, in the temple sharing, and all the people were astonished at his wisdom and his understanding, and, um, and his mother and father were upset with him, like any normal mother and father would be, and he said, what are you so upset with? I'm, I'm doing my father's business. He was so about the people that he forgot to stay with his parents because he was so focused on helping people, on giving people something. And um, in James 3, in verse 2, it says, for we all stumble in many things. Everybody say Stumble. We all stumble in many things. And if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to do what? Never stumble. We all stumble in many things. I don't think that the writer here, I don't think James' intention here was to get us in a stumbling mentality. Well, we all stumble. Yeah, that's right. We all miss it. We all do this. We all do that. He said, he's trying to get us to see that the stumbling has to do with the lack of controlling what we do in our lives. He said, but when a man controls what he says, the same is a perfect man. And he's able to control everything that he does because he watches every word that comes out of his mouth. Proverbs, another foundational scripture in this series that we've looked at is Proverbs 18 and 22. Well, (laughs) that's a good verse. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. That's true. It's verse 21. Death, 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Death and life are not... Death and life are in the power. Death and life for your life is in the power of what you say. Death and life, whether you live or you die, whether you're successful or you're defeated, is not in the hands of the devil where your life is concerned. And actually, it's not in the hands of God today because God has given it to you. Now, He's given us His Spirit. He's given us His Word. He's given us His Son. He's given us all of heaven. And He said, now, for you to operate in life, you're going to have to control what you say. You're going to have to be aware of what you say. So everything in life, and what we're talking about tonight is having faith for others. In other words, being built up in faith. Being a strong, perfected, not, not you know, the, the word perfect in James 3 doesn't mean without mistakes. It means a person that is overcoming his mistakes. Not someone staying in mistakes, but overcoming those. And he said the same is a perfect and a developed man who's able to control everything that he does. To have faith for others, you have to be strong. You have to be built up. When Jesus came upon the woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She was after something that he had that she didn't see in anybody else. And I think today, it's a lot the same way. Because what it takes in life to be built up and strong in faith and not moved by the elements and the things that you see is something that is day to day. And tonight, I have a little subtitle to my title, Faith for Others. And the subtitle of this message tonight is the path. Everybody say the path. The path. The path. Look at Proverbs 4. The path. <clears throat> Proverbs 4 and verse 18. But the path of the just or the righteous is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way or the path of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them what? Trip and stumble. They don't know. Why? Because they're in the darkness. He said the path of the righteous does what? It gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And then one day, you're just not here anymore. 
One day you're face to face with God. But all along the way, it just gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Not stumbling and stumbling and stumbling and tripping and falling all the time. He said, all of us stumble in many things. All of us stumble. But the path of the righteous is a path that is to get brighter and brighter and stronger and stronger. How are we to live that? Romans says we're to live from faith to what? Faith. To have faith for others, then we have to live by faith And then when we see the results of living by faith, then what do we do? We live by faith. And we live by faith. We go from glory to glory. From one experience of God and who God is to the next experience of God and who God is. The longer I walk with God, it seems like the less I know of Him. Because the bigger he gets. (laughs) I didn't realize how vast that he was when I first got born again. When When I first got saved, you know, I mean, you're excited and, you know, you're going in every direction and you're just, you know, you're stumbling and tripping over all kinds of things. And I mean, it's like you just sneeze and faith works. Huh? You just throw a quarter at something and it produces a hundred. But as time goes, the opportunity to stumble begins to increase and become more and more and more. And with more opportunities to stumble, the more is expected and required out of who we are. It's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. God God wants us to grow up and become, constantly becoming, and our lives becoming brighter and brighter and stronger and stronger. As I was reading this passage, I was looking at this verse 18 and 19 here, and then I saw a number of things before that, back up to like verse 10. Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. Everybody say the way in the way of wisdom, in the path of wisdom. I've led you in the right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not, what? Stumble. Take firm hold of instruction and do not let it go. Keep her. She is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked or the twisted thinking. And do not walk in the way or the path of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they do not sleep unless they are done evil. And their, their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. And then he goes on to say again, But the path of the righteous, or the just, is like a shining light 
that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Meaning that God created you and I to evolve in brightness. He created you and I to evolve in brightness. One thing I've realized in my walk with God is that to find the path, there is a path, it's a journey, but tonight I'm calling it a path. And to find the path, it begins with hearing the Word and meditating the Word and allowing the Word to be preached. But, you know, in my upbringing in Christianity, I think, I think that I developed a mindset that if, if I just got in the Word enough, if I just made enough con- right confessions, that everything would work out. And getting in the Word is good. Listening to the Word being taught is good. Making confessions is a good thing. It's something that I do every day. But what keeps you on the path... I mean, there were a lot of people that I knew, Becky and I knew when, when our kids were young, we had a bunch of different couples and friends that we, were, that we were connected with, and just through the years I've known lots and lots of people that, were, that started on the path. But somewhere down the road, they got off. I can't tell you the temptation that there is in life to get off. We're talking about having faith for others. But how can you or I have faith for someone else and their life when we bail from the path? And right there he talked about the path and those who get off the path and then what do they do? They try to pull other people off the path. But see, it's not the people, it's the devil. But to stay on the path, it's more than just being in the Word. You have to be a doer of the Word. And what being a doer of the Word does for your path, being a doer of the Word keeps you on the path. You know, there's a lot of times. See, we all stumble in many ways. We all have things or issues or whatever in life in many different ways. Earlier when I said, what God created for us is to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And so that means if I stumble and I'm not bright for a season, then I'm off. No. doesn't mean you're necessarily off the path, but there's erring going on in our lives. Or there's developing and growing that is going on in our lives. And these kind of things happen along the way. But what the enemy's after is to get you off the path. There's only one thing that will keep you on the path until the full day. And that's being a doer of what you know. Because a doer walks in clarity. The Bible says if you're a hearer and not a doer, you deceive yourself. But when you're a hearer of the Word, 
and you're, you learn how to do the Word, to apply the Word in difficult situations, to apply faith, then what happens is faith continues to be developed. You live from one faith experience to the next, and then you have a what? You have a testimony to share with other people. You don't have to tell someone, Jessica doesn't have to go and tell someone, well, you you need to talk to Sandra because it worked for her. See, that's not going to work. We need a testimony in ourselves as a result of being a doer. When you're a doer, then you get results and you have something to convey to someone else. And also, you have something that somebody... when, When you're just... When you're just reading a line out of a book or you're just telling someone something maybe that I said from the pulpit and trying to encourage them, they know, they may not even be saved, but they know whether you believe it or not. And what determines whether you believe it in your life or not is if you've taken what you've heard and learned and began to do it. Even if you stumble, it doesn't matter, I'm staying on the path. I'm getting brighter and brighter. I'm increasing. Suddenlies are manifesting in my life. Increase day by day. Psalm 115 says that it's God's will for you to increase more and more and your children more and more. God made it that way. Psalm 115, somewhere in there. But God created you and I to live on this path. I started my path really strong. And there were a few times in the middle when on my path it got shaky for, for different reasons. And you know why? Because I was walking like Peter walked on the water. And then I started looking at the elements. When I got shaky in my walk on my path, when I started stumbling, and, 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 and I don't know about anybody else in here, but I've stumbled and I have fallen to a place where it looked like maybe, maybe not in the natural to that natural eye, but spiritually it looked like I had gotten off the path. There were times when that has happened. And literally it's happened to everybody. But what really matters is where you're at when it's all finished. That's all that really matters. I'm asking you a question I want you to think about. I want you to take home tonight. I want you to bring it back next Wednesday when you come and listen to what I'm going to share on the continuation of this. But is your life getting brighter and brighter? Are you determined that nothing is going to get you off the path in your life so that when you get to the end of your time on planet earth, whenever that time is at the end, that you, didn't, you weren't a casualty and you didn't get moved and affected by the elements and what other people think and say, but you stood firm and you stood with what God wanted in your life, and your life got brighter and brighter, and as a result of the brightness, that brightness affected other people. 
You know why? Because what our brightness is created to do is to expose the darkness in people. This Psalm 4 says, the way of the wicked, and the word wicked there is, is in a soulish sense. It's not somebody with a black cape and, you know, flying around like a witch. The wicked there, that word wicked it is the word twisted. It comes from the word wicker. Wicker furniture, wicker like the wick of a candle that is twisted to, to be able to accomplish what a candle was created to do to produce the light on the candle. It's twisted. The wicked here are those who are twisted in their thinking. And twisted thinking is what gets people off the path because they, because they were doers of the Word and then, they, then the twisted thinking convinced them that what they were doing wasn't working. We're doers of the Word. Say, I'm a doer. Say, I'm not just a hearer. I am a doer. Amen. I'm a doer of the Word of God. And in the natural, it doesn't make sense to be a doer. You have to work it out day by day. It doesn't... To, to tell somebody, well, you have to do this. What does that mean? What do you mean, do this? There's a combination of a number of things that have to work and fit together so that the Word isn't just something you know in your head, but it's something that's made its way to your heart. And when difficult times or stressful things or issues face you, you apply the Word and then you begin to believe the Word and then you're not moved by the things that you see. We were created to, beget, to become brighter and brighter and brighter until the full day. Now, I'm going to end with this. Look in, in the New Testament in uh, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. John chapter 8 and, and the 12th verse. John chapter 8 and verse 12. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. God told Moses, I am. God told Moses to tell the people that I am. And you know, when you read that passage in the Old Testament, you think to yourself, well, well, you, you am what? You know? Why didn't he explain that? Because there's no end to it. <laughs> if he would have given definition to what I am is, we'd have a hundred of these to fill the pages of who he is, and they'd still be making them. We'd have hundreds of these. Because there's no end to what he is. I mean, let's just, let's just name a dozen of them. He am the healer. He am the provider. 
He am peace, freedom, righteousness, joy, deliverance, truth, the way. Somebody give me something else. He am what? Love. Righteousness. He is anything and everything that you need when? Right now. When? Back then? No, right now. When? 15 seconds later. Ten seconds later, when you leave here in a few minutes, I am that I am. I'm all those things, and unlimited names of everything that He is, because He is that to us. And that's what we have to do in every moment. We have to do what he is. Watch this verse. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but they will have the life, the light of life. Because Jesus is the light of life. So, the light that's growing brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter grows brighter and brighter and brighter every time that the I am who is the light of the world is able to shine into a situation that you face and it dispels and destroys the darkness so that darkness doesn't continue to prevail because it looks like in a lot of situations with a lot of people that don't believe this, that darkness is prevailing. But what do I remind you every service? 6,000 people a day are getting born again on planet Earth. Amen? And it's increasing. It's increasing. It's increasing around here. It's increasing in this town, in this county. And, and, and the state of Texas and the United States of America, it's increasing, it's increasing, it's increasing. Why? Because the light is alive. And the light is getting brighter and brighter. Where? In you. See, our faith for other people, our faith for other people is totally dependent on how bright that God is getting in us. How much I'm allowing the brightness of who He is. He said, I am that I am. And when it looks like you don't have enough, oh, no, I am. When it looks like something's attacked your body that there's no way, no, 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 I am, I am, I am, I am. When it looks like there's no peace in a situation, when it looks like something in the natural is overtaking you and overcome, no, 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 he said, I am, I am. My responsibility is to learn how to apply the I am to every situation I face. As I do that, from one situation to the next, my faith rises. And when I see someone else that's in the darkness that I used to be in, 
when I wasn't overcoming situations. When I see them in that place because I've overcome, then what can I do? I can come to the rescue in whatever way God shows me to help someone else and allow the light of God that's in me. See, notice he said, He who follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but in the light. And the light of life. Because I tell you, in this life you and I live, we need the light. I don't want no darkness. I got no place for darkness. Amen? No place for darkness. I said that was the last verse, but sorry, I got to read one more. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. This is a good verse. I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh, or the carnal part of you, it lusts against or works against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, for they're contrary one to another. Watch this. So when you give in to the carnal side of you, instead of applying the light... Then it says right here, you end up doing things you don't want to do. Ah, I shouldn't have said that. Okay? Why'd you say it? Because of darkness. Right? Because there's some darkness hanging around. Let's drop kick the darkness out. Right? Let's get rid of it. We don't want the darkness operating. He said, he said you'll find yourself doing the things that you don't want to do or that you don't wish to do. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to, I don't want to be uh, short-fused. I want to be an overreactor every time something that doesn't go my way. I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be a person that operates in self-centeredness because I don't get my way in a certain situation. I don't want to be that kind of person. And I'm telling you, you're not big enough and strong enough not to be that. You might be in pride that you're all that in a certain area, but you won't be in another area. But we can be that way in all areas if we allow the light that is in us to come out of us and us apply it in every situation. And what's it for? Just so that we're a lightful person walking around, you know, singing some joyful song from the 60s or something, you know, dancing around like Fred Astaire. I mentioned to somebody the other day somebody's name that I like, and they go, well, I think I heard that name before. I said, what do you mean? You never heard that person before? Anyway. But it's not just to be delightful within ourselves. It's so we can help other people. I'm telling you what, folks, this faith thing for others is the key to being victorious in every area of your life. We're not about ourselves, but we're about others. And the more we learn that, it becomes a way of life. And what happens is, as you're learning that, you're stepping into your ultimate calling in God. Everybody's called, first and foremost, to be a minister, to see people reconcile to God. That's what we're here for. So whatever vocation you're, you're, you're in, whatever you do in the natural is secondary to seeing people one and drawn back to God. 
That's what we're here for. And we're busy at it. I've never, I, haven't, I haven't been as busy as I've been in the last year in seeing people reconciled to God than I am right now. I used to be really busy. And there's some times I got off of being busy making sure that other people were being reconciled. But I'm telling you, I'm busy with it now, thinking about it all the time, looking for opportunities, carrying these cards in my pocket. You ever been here? See that picture? I want to give you this card. Look at that. I just gave another one out. Anyway. God is good. Amen? I'm telling you, there's a path. There's a path. I've got about four messages along this line of the pathway and the way. I'm going to name it about five different things probably. But I've got four really strong messages about this that you need to meditate on because it's really important. It doesn't matter how fast and how strong we were in the beginning. It matters a little bit more as we go because we don't want to get off the path. But even if we get off the path, you become a doer of the Word, it gets you back on the path. And we want to stay on the path and get brighter and brighter and brighter in everything that we do so that, our, we're, so that we're in faith for people. And when God returns, when Jesus returns, what He's looking for is not people hiding in a cave somewhere waiting for Him to return, People that are walking and living by faith and loving people and making disciples and doing the part he created and commissioned us to do when he left here. Can you say amen?